It's the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase, live from Methuen Community Studios. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. Lots happening in the last week of sports. Let's start off with the most disappointing news, and that would be the Boston Celtics choking away the NBA Finals, losing three straight games in a row. Game four in Boston, which should have been a win for the Seas, and then got blown out in game five out in San Fran. And then last mo- uh, away last Monday night, and then um, they were put in a do-or-die situation where they would have to come back to Boston and win Game 6 and then win Game 7 back in Golden State to be named champions, which obviously didn't happen. You would think that Game 6 would be a win for the Celtics, saying they were coming back home and would have that home court advantage, but I guess there is no home court advantage here in Boston. As soon as the Celtics were up, they went down and then came back from, I believe, around a 22-point lead or so, uh, somewhere around there. And then, that was it. They were not able to contain the lead and would ultimately go down to lose the NBA Finals against the Golden State Warriors in six games. Steph Curry was the Finals MVP. And the Golden State Warriors had their championship parade today in San Francisco. Actually, might be going on right now, uh, which consists of the double-decker buses uh, that they have out there. I will have to say, nothing compares uh, to the Boston Duck Boat Parades. Uh, But, however, I'll say this. The boat parades that they did have uh, out there in Tampa Bay for the Buccaneers uh, and also the Tampa Bay Lightning in the same year was pretty good and and I guess would come into a close second around uh, our Boston uh, championship parades. Uh, back to the Celtics, though, it will be interesting to see what uh, the team does uh, over the offseason. Uh, and some interesting news coming out over the last 24 hours is that the Brooklyn Nets could be heading towards a possible blow-up with Kyrie Irving, expected to be looked at by the Los Angeles Lakers, Miami Heat, and the New York Knicks. An interesting possibility for the uh, Celtics here, though, is if we could get Kevin Durant from the Nets and possibly have him to help out Al Horford. Uh, Durant and Jason Tatum are very close with each other. Uh, Moving on from the NBA Finals and on to golf, the U.S. Open was this past week here in Boston at the Country Club in Brookline, in which it did not disappoint by any means. Going into the weekend, the leaders only had an eight-shot lead, with the leaders at five under in the last place, players at three over. Well, that quickly changed on Saturday, and there was much more of a margin come going into Sunday's final round. Uh, The winner of this year's... um, U.S. Open was Matthew Fitzpatrick, uh, which uh, was a great accomplishment and a cool storyline as well. Obviously, his first win ever on the PGA, or I guess the PGA, professional golf, whatever you want to call it, but not only that, and also, you know, his first major. Uh, But he also won the, um, the the U.S. Amateur at the country club back in 2014, I believe it was. So pretty cool how he kind of has the the country club sweep there uh on his on his record i was lucky enough uh to be out there um at the country club for rounds uh three and four saturday and sunday 
amazing, amazing place. Um, I have to, I have to give you know kudos to the uh, transportation uh, services and everything that went into it because, as you all know, the U. the the country club rather does not have uh, very good parking uh, by any means. In fact, has zero parking. To be quite honest with you, and they were able to really uh, turn things around. And, and they had these basically shuttle buses going from different locations and worked out, worked out really great. Uh, I, I, took a, I personally took a shuttle um, from Boston College, in which, in, so I, I, I took it from one point to Boston College and then to Boston College uh, to the country club. And, and then same thing, same thing going back. And it worked out perfectly, very smoothly, probably, you know, a 45-minute, um, you know, uh, you know, 45 minutes between um, for for the whole for the whole ride. Uh, you know, from from the country club to BC to 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 the to the venue where I had my car, and um, so it was great. So I, I do I do have to give kudos to to the USGA and uh, their shuttling service to t- this time around because although I wasn't alive uh, for the Ryder Cup back in I believe it was eight uh, or 1998 or, or 99 whenever it was. Um, <clears throat> I guess they had they they were they were shuttling people in uh, from Gillette Stadium, which is obviously a drive. So the fact that I think what they did is they used uh, the colleges, Northeastern, BU, Boston College, and obviously the train stations as well, um, to have people park there and then take uh, these shuttle buses over to um, over to over to the country club. So, anyways, kudos to you. Hats off to you. Great job. Um, as far as the course goes, course course was in pretty, it was playing tough and it was playing like a U.S. Open. And I love that. I love that. A lot of, a lot of people actually were, um, everybody was happy with the venue. Everybody liked the country club, the place. Um, no, I didn't, I haven't really seen any complaints uh, from any players you know, as far as it, you know, being, you know, too too hard or, you know, greens being too fast or, you know, what have you. You know, if you recall uh, last week on, on the show, I said, you know, these big guys, you know, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, you know, they'll probably complain about, um, you know, about, uh, about the course playing so hard and, you know, to me, it's that's golf to me, right? Golf to me, golf isn't oh, let's go out and watch the players shoot thirty under. No, I want to see the players struggle. I want to see them, you know. I, I want the I want the winner to be you know one two three under par. Five under is still pretty good. I you know I like that. That's good. That you know I'll I'll count that as in the range. But once you start going into like the double digits and stuff like that, it's just I don't know. It's unenjoyable to me, and you know to me almost too easy. You know. Anybody can have a good round of golf, but you know what? What what impresses me is when these professionals can can necessarily get them get themselves in trouble, as in you know driving the ball into the high rough uh, over there at the country club, um, and then you know having to hit a shot, you know that lands on the green. I mean, I I sat uh, on the second hole, uh, par three, yesterday uh, morning for the first few groups and the uh the amateur or one of the amateurs I should say ended up getting a seven on the hole 
on a par three, got a seven, which is absolutely unheard of, especially in, in as a professional golfer to get a quadruple a quadruple bogey. And then uh, a more popular player in Bryson DeChambeau got a five, which is a double bogey. So that was even, you know, it, it, you know. I say it's an it, it's it's exciting to watch because you know you see these players fail. And of course, for me, I'm not a Bryson DeChambeau fan, so to see him fail actually kind of is even more um, exciting for me. Um, anyways, but with that, let me open up the phone lines, 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. Here's Derwin. Derwin, what's going on? Hey, man, you as crushed as I am today? Am I as crushed or impr- about, the, about the Celtics? Yeah, about, the, about the Celtics, yeah. Um, you know what? I, not too bad, and and I think the only reason why is because I had I was at the U.S. Open this weekend uh, here at the Country Club in Boston, and that was an exciting uh, exciting event to be at. That came down right to the wire. I mean, I mean yeah, you know, Fitzy just he 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 just played great the whole way. You know? And great great storylines, great storylines heading into the final day. Yeah. Um, two yeah. play, uh, you know, you had Zalatoris, uh, who hasn't won before. I believe, or maybe he has one before, but whatever it is. It, it, but then Fitzpatrick won the won the amateur there yeah. back in 2014, I believe. And then Keegan Bradley was in third place, and he's obviously from here in Massachusetts. So it yeah. was an exciting final stretch, um, to say the least, or final day, to be honest no with question. you. No question. And I thought the country club did a, did a really good job hosting it. And the field looked like it was a great condition. I mean, it really did. Yeah, I, it I was. It to be for a major championship, but it definitely was in a good but here's what I think the Celtics' problem was. They didn't have when, when they won the championship back in 08. There's one difference between this team and the, this current team right now and that team there. The team that won it in 08, they had a solid bench, so they could rest their starters more. You had you know your starters were Pierce Garnett, Allen, Rondo, and Perkins. On the bench, they had they had Eddie House, who could shoot the three. James Posey, who could shoot the three. They had P.J. Tucker they picked up in a, in a midseason trade with Houston. They had Brian Scalabrini. They had guys that they could rest for more than just, you know, two minutes or so. Because it just felt like Tatum played a lot of minutes. I'm not going to make excuses for him. Tatum's a great player. Is he, is he a top five player? The NBA this year says he is. I think he needs a little more seasoning. I, I just think that. But I think going in here is that they got to have more than three guys coming off the bench. You know, I mean, throughout the whole series, they, they had Grant Williams coming off the bench. They had Pritchard. They had um, – uh, uh, what's his name there? Um, D- Daniel Tice came off the bench a little bit. But then Derek, Derek, Derek White was the other one. Yep. So I just so I just think that what, what they need to fix in the offseason, I think every, everybody's pretty much coming back is – they need a couple of guys that can come off the bench that can give you, give your player three or three or four more you know minutes of time off the bench because you look at Golden State and I mean they they were subbing five six guys out and there were some cases like Otto Porter I believe it was he wasn't a regular starter but then uh, um, Steve Kerr just kind of switched up a little bit so I think if they mimic what the last championship team team did then I think they're gonna make they can make a deep run they're not going away. They're, First and foremost, they're not going to go away. Do you blow it up? Do you blow it up? Do you blow it up after this? No, I blow the Bruins up. I don't blow the Celtics up. I I build on what you already have here. Yeah. Because I I, I just, I I think they just need a couple of those those 
players they do now what happens come off the bench. what happens if Al Horford decides to retire that's going to be a problem that'll be because because I don't know who kind of fills in I mean Horford he, you know he was he was he, he 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 played more great playoff games this year than he than he did. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean the the Milwaukee game I think it was game six. He came back and he exploded for you know thirty points. I think that was his most yeah. points he scored in the game during the playoffs there. Yeah. But it would be hard if if I think Horford's gotta gotta give hopefully gives one more year. And I just think then the, the Brad Stevens just goes all in. I think he just goes all in. You know, keep your starters there. Get a few more you know role player guys. And you know, and, and go for it, you know, because they're just—they were so close. They were so close, and you know, it was—it was heartbreaking when when they were up two one and then they lose three straight. And yeah, know, that was the end of it. Because I was a believer, saying, you know, okay, they lost two. There's no way they're gonna lose three, and there's no way they're gonna lose game six at home. No kidding. And, and, and you know, they—they—they—it was just they—they—they they, they got two behind. I ju- I just think that Golden State. You know, the, the, people were saying that the Celtics starting this Celtics starting five was better than the Golden State starting five. I, I'm not sure about that. I think Golden State was a, was a bit better because let's face it, Steph Curry's our top five player in the NBA right now. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he just throws the ball up and boom, it goes in. It's like the basketball's a magnet for the net. You know, I mean, it, it's it, I don't know. It just it just I think they have to model what Golden State did. And it's like any sports, Harrison. It's like in baseball to win a World Series, you need three good starting pitchers. And you need three guys that you need a good closer and two setup guys to come out of the bullpen to throw one inning in the playoffs there. You know, football is the same thing. Football, you need defense, you need offense, you need all that. But, but, it, but that's, you just need those core players that are going to make you into a championship team, you know? And I, and I think, and, and praise the Celtics. They did a great job. I just, I, they just need a little more. And, and I hope that they make some smart decisions going in there. This will be a big test for Stevens, I think. Um, yeah, you know, it's his first, see, first full off season. Exactly. No, exactly right. You know. And by the way, did you see? Um, I don't know if you, at the game if if you saw it was very quick, but um, just before they they panned to all the, the the Warriors getting the hats on, Danny Ainge was actually at the game. Yeah. They, they, there was a they, he went over there and he shook Steve Kerr's hand. So yeah, you know um, some some of the fun. some of the radio guys were giving him a hard time that he was in the you know handshake line. He he wasn't in the handshake line. He he just he exited from the court, which is which is what you do if you sit courtside, right. and. He shook the people's that he knows hands. I, I don't think there right. was anything wrong with that. He wasn't trying to be anything more than what he was. He was just shaking people's hands that he knew. No problem. Yeah, yeah. I had no yeah, problem I, with that. No, he yeah he was getting a. It's like Jack. It's it's like Jack Nicholson when he you know season ticket holder for the Lakers. They're great actor. That he you know when when when. Team, he he would do that on the when the Lakers would win, he'd go over to the coach and check their hand and then leave. He'd do it for the for the visiting team, and that's all Danny Ainge was doing. Danny Ainge had front court seat. He was walking out, and he had happened to shake the hands of the people he knew. You're absolutely right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes they get they give these guys a hard time, but yeah. And my point here about the Bruins, they got to blow it up. It's just because, and I think for the first two months of the season next year, don't expect them to have a good record because they don't have McAvoy, they don't have Marshan, and they don't have Greslick, and so. I'm just wondering what the, I, I don't think Bergeron's coming back. I don't know. The big thing is going to be do the Pasternak watch because, well, and here's the other thing: Don Sweeney still does not have a contract. He's playing without a contract right now, which makes me. There was an article in the Globe the other day that's making me think maybe the Jacobs are having second thoughts about Sweeney as a general manager. I oh, I mean, maybe, absolutely. I, I, I mean, yeah. I never. I, I, I first of all, I thought. You know, I guess I assumed, you know, Bruce Cassidy was out, 
But I thought the only way Bruce Cassidy was out with, was with Don Sweeney out as well. Because, you know, if you if you fire the GM, you fire the head coach. You bring in a new head coach. Yep. A new GM yep. will bring in a new coach. Yep. I, I just can't. I don't know. I, I can't. I And I don't really think. I don't know if Bruce Cassidy deserved to be fired. He didn't. You know, I, I thought he, yeah. I thought he did fine. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Well, I will have to see what happens, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting off season for them. But, but uh, now, it, obviously, yeah, it, I don't know if I mentioned. I, I think it just happened. So, uh, but you know, Bruce Cassidy, obviously going to um, the Vegas Kings. Yeah, right. Six, six days after he gets fired, Golden State hopped on that, and right here he is now. And, and good, it's a, it's a, it's a good move for Golden State. It's a very good move for Golden State. Very yeah. good. So I guess so. Apparently, the two finals for the Bruins job are, are two people that have Boston connections. Jay Leach, who's the assistant, the, the top assistant at Seattle, who coached the Providence Bruins for a number of years and coached a lot of these players on there. And then the other one is David Quinn. Now, maybe may know David Quinn. He coached the Rangers, but he was also Jack one of Jack Parker's assistant at at Boston University. So, I mean, two guys with ties there. It's just a matter of you know who comes in. My feeling, Jay Leach, only because he knows the players more than David Quinn does. So, I th- I think to me, Jay Leach would be the favorite. But again, I don't think they're going to name a head coach until they get this general manager squared away. So, who, so who you think Sweeney's out? You, know? you think Sweeney might be out? I suspect that he is, or he's on a very, very short leash. Very, he signs a new contract with the understanding that he's on a very short leash. You know, because he—I mean, I mean, here's the other thing too: is this draft coming up for the? They don't have a first rounder because they, right. they traded it. They they traded it. They have a second rounder. That doesn't bode well, you know. Um, so I I I just I assume that, you know, nearly obviously. But then the other question is, what's Neely's job now? You know, is Neely's job a question because he's the one that convinced the organization to get rid of Peter Shirelli, who who really basically you know help build the, the cup team when he signs Zidane O'Chara and all those guys when they won their last cup. So it's a matter of if, if they don't want Sweeney, does Neely go, or do they have to say, bye, guys, we're starting over? And then who knows about the head coaching search? You know, and, that, and the other thing to me would be, I think you got to keep Neely only because, because if, you know, if you hire Leach or Quinn, hopefully it's going to be Leach, then, you know, you don't, you don't want a, general, a new general manager coming in and or putting a stop to it because – I think I think Jay Leach could be the guy that leads this team, leads the young players, because that's what they want all along. So we'll see what happens. But it's going to be an interesting off season this summer for the Bruins. But we shall see, my friend. Good I, to talk to you, buddy. I, I yeah, and 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 I even think I even think an interesting off season for the Celtics and what they do. Um, you know, some I don't know if you were listening to the beginning of the show, but one name I mentioned is uh, Kevin Durant possibly coming in. You know, that way he can, if Al Horford decides to stay, then you know they can split up that time half and half as they're both, you know, older guys, not, you know, maybe can't do as many m- minutes as they used to be. And so, you know, by them splitting the time, really keeping them, yep. keeping each other fresh. Um, and because it came out, uh, you know, within the last 24 hours that the Brooklyn Nets could be heading towards, um, you know, a blow up uh, with Kyrie Irving, you know, expected to be looked at by the Los Angeles Lakers, Miami Heat and the New, and the New York Knicks. So, yep. You know, Kevin Durant might be out too, or we could, we uh, his buddy uh, Jason Tatum could probably convince him to uh, get out of uh, get out of New York. And, and it's funny because in that off season before he signed with Golden State, at Boston was in the running. I think they were in the top three for Durant services. I think it was I think it, I know it was Boston, obviously Golden State, 
and I can't. I, maybe it was Oklahoma City. May, maybe they. Maybe that was the third. Although I think they just kept them in just to keep them in. But well, it'd be nice to get Durant because you're right. Then then Durant and Horford could switch. You know, could could uh, split the minutes there. That would be tremendous. But we'll see. Good. It'll be an interesting offseason for Stevens, and this is a do or die for the Bruins this offseason. So we shall see what happens, my friend. But I'll before, talk to you week, buddy. do you have a, Do you have one more second? Absolutely. Okay. Give me a quick Red Sox shot. The Red Sox are turning it around a little bit. Talk to me about them. I like well, well, they, they, so now they're playing teams that you know don't have winning records. And after this Detroit series, they, they're now for about a month or two, and they got a lot of divisional games coming up. You know, with Tampa Bay, with the Yankees, and all that. My pick, yeah, the Yankees are one of the division. There's no question. I don't think anybody's catching them. I think they're gonna get close, but they're not gonna catch them. Okay. So I think the Red Sox gonna vie for a wild card. I think they're gonna be buyers at the trade deadline. They need bullpen guys. They 120 percent need a closer. Absolutely. No question in my mind, need a closer. They need somebody, you know, whether that's my, they get Mark Melanson back, you know, although they had him before. And he's, his ERA is high up there for Arizona, but, you know, he's got, he's got you know, 12 saves on the year. And, and other guys, perhaps Craig Kimbrell comes back. I know the White Sox got, you know, two closers there. I mean, Kimbrell's price tag is a bit high, but they absolutely, I think, need a closer and they need a setup guy. I think that's what they're going to go for. I don't think they need the bats. I, but I also think that Duran is up here to be showcased. I think they're going to use him in a trade. I, you know, and everybody was saying he's going to be the, he's going to be the, um, you know, the, 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 the center fielder for a long time now. So I, hopefully that's not the case because I like him. He's got speed. He's done much better defensively. Maybe he's going to be the next Jackie Bradley Jr. where they didn't get Jackie for his bat. They got him for his defense, and and hopefully that's not. I hope that's not why he's up there. But it just kind of shows it's like, you know, here's they 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 brought up um uh, Russ Snyder there when they could have brought Duran up, but then they and then when Arroyo went on the COVID list, they brought they brought up they brought up Duran. So um, I like the kid. I think he's a, I think he's a he's going to be a good player. But again, they need some help on that back end. Matt Barnes when he comes back, I think they should I think they should designate him for assignment. He's not the answer. I thought he was. You know, when they signed the two-year deal, so this is going to give this guy motivation when he signed in the offseason. But that's what I think they have to go for. I think they got to go after some bullpen guys. And the other thing, because Robles isn't cutting it, you know, I know the two kids that they got there, the Schneider, he's, he's done pretty good, but he's not the long-term answer. So bats are fine. I think they have to go all in because, like, like I read this past weekend, they've got millions and millions of dollars coming off the books. And then the question becomes, does Xander Bogus, he has the right to opt to – to pick up his option and play one more year, he might, he might not. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen there, but um, I think if that's the case, they either got to, they got to, they got to go all in here. They got to go all in for it. And so get those three arms in the bullpen and, you know, hopefully they'll surprise us again this year. Hey, it might be a fun last week, uh, last uh, or next week rather with the, with the Red Sox. They're uh, I think a game, if I'm reading it right, they're a game back from the Rays and the Rays play the Yankees for a three-game series tonight, tomorrow, and Wednesday. So, yeah. with that, with that wiggle room and us winning, possibly, we can we can have that third place spot. Wow, what a what a uh, what a turn from I think last month it was that we were in last place. Kind of like what the Celtics did. It's like they started off crappy, and then and then who would have thought they would have made it to Game Six of the NBA Finals? I don't think anybody anybody thought that if somebody out there did man it was like the ncaa had a perfect bracket going in you know i want to know the person because if they bet i want to bet what they're betting because you know they're they'll they're, because somehow they they knew something we didn't know but 
we'll, uh, we'll see. It will be, and, and they'll make it exciting. And, and you know, it's, I think the attitudes about the Red Sox now have changed since this last turnaround. So, we'll, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun ride. And then these prospects coming up, we're going to be in for something great. I think these pitchers are going to be really, really good. So, All right, we'll, my man. Thanks for, thanks for hanging on the last couple minutes. You got it, my friend. Talk to you soon. Happy yep. fourth. See you. All right, so there's uh... – Derwin there uh, with some takes uh, on the on the Celtics, Bruins, and Red Sox. Very good takes. Derwin always has great takes. We're about halfway through here on the show. 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. Some news coming up. Uh, a programming alert, uh, if you will, coming up uh, for the next Two weeks, uh, the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio will be heading on the road for the first time ever in program history. I'll be broadcasting live from Martha's Vineyard next Monday, June 27th at 5 o'clock, and then the following Tuesday, July 5th at 5 o'clock. And for these two weeks only, you will have to call in by dialing 978 701 5063 that's 9787015063 so that be uh that will be an exciting uh two programs uh for myself and obviously the station here at Methuen Community Studios and Merrimack Valley Public Radio as I will be again live from the vineyard next Monday, June 27th at 5 in the following Tuesday, July 5th at 5 o'clock so don't miss it Bill from the car, what's going on? Harrison. How are you? Good. How you doing? Good. Enjoying the show. Just a, I wanted to touch on uh, the Celtics real quick. Yep. Wanted to give kudos to to the to them. They um they definitely uh, exceeded expectations this year. Uh, they thought they did it. They had a great year. Um, you know. I had to get on Tatum a little bit, you know, a hundred turnovers in the postseason. Um, Most in history, much, right? Most in history, right. not good. I mean, um, I, I heard you were talking about possible trade candidates uh, to come into town here. Durant and switching off playing time—that's not going to happen. He's still, he's still a star in this league. Um, He's gonna go to. He's gonna want to go to a team if he if he wants out. That is gonna. He's gonna be the focus, you know. Or actually, I take that back. I mean, he he wants to go to some place where he is gonna be a big contributor, like like he was in, in Golden State. I don't think he's the guy that's gonna be able to. And you don't think he man. can. Be, you don't think he can be in Boston, even if Al Horford retires this summer. Well, I I think. I mean, I think his role and Al Horford's role is a little bit different. I think Al, I think Al could hang on for another year because they're close. He might see that. Um, so I think he might hang on. I, I mean, I would take Durant, and I, I don't know if he could. They could work him into the offense with with Brown and Tatum, but I I I'd take Durant on my team any day. I agree. Um, but I think the biggest need, you know, mentioning the turnover thing, is they need a point guard. They need a point guard to distribute the ball and to handle the ball and not turn it over. They need a guy like a like a Chris Paul type of veteran guy. I, I don't know who that guy is, but they they need somebody like that because that was a glaring 
weakness that they had, you know, in, in the in the postseason. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I I agree. Um, I I do think we need somebody else. Um, I think obviously Jason Tatum is hurt. I think he's hurt more than we know. Um, it, you know, obviously his he has a leg leg injury which he's been dealing with. I think for the majority of the season, or at least the second half of the season, and then you know, obviously in the playoffs he picked up that shoulder injury, which obviously didn't help. And I think that, I think that's what really killed him and contributed to him uh, turning over the ball and missing shots. I just don't think he was able to be as mobile um, as he could be and wanted to be, um, you know, with his with his shoulder. And I think that's what really hurt us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know, if we, I do think we need, like, we do what about need Bumbles an. Brown? I I like Brown. I I do. I don't. I mean, I know he had the. You know, he had some turnovers. He had a lot of turnovers. Too. Yeah, I, I know, know he had some turnovers here and there. But I don't know. I I I I like Brown. I think he, you know, he did, you know, fill in when Tatum was off, but he didn't fill in enough. And so, you know, I think we do need that. That one more, that one more shooter that would really, would really help us out. You know, Marcus Smart. I, I, you know, he's not a shooter. I, I, and and I don't want him to be a shooter. I want Marcus Smart to be defense, and that's what he is. Point guard. He he gives the ball away a lot too. I mean, I, again, I'm not going to get on any of these guys. They had a they had a great year, um. But anyway, I just thought that. It was glaring that they needed a point guard. And um, let's go on to my second subject, and I think you know what I'm going to talk about. The U.S. Open. The U.S. Open is right. There we go. What a finish. What a shot by Fitzpatrick. Great competition. Uh, I don't think you could have asked more from the country club or the U.S. Open uh, with that type of talent in there. And it was, it was, it was a great event for the city of Boston. Yeah, it, it it absolutely was, and I was commenting earlier in the show about how great they were with transportation, and you can speak to this, uh, Bill, because I know you were at, I think it was the uh, 98 or 99 Ryder Cup, and you got, I think, were you personally shuttled in? Did you personally have to get shuttled in from Gillette? And, you know, this year, you know, with the U.S. Open first time, a major event back uh, at the country club, they basically utilized all the major colleges uh, in the city, Boston College, Boston University, Northeastern, et cetera, and, and the major train stations um, to have people park there and then get shuttled from there uh, to the country club. No, I think they did a great job with that. Um, of course, you know you can use the T to get up to get up there most of the way. Um, but I actually I thought the the country club itself did a great job as far as putting all the stands up, um, putting the ropes. Like I just thought that it was very accessible to the fans to watch the golfers uh, versus some of the other tournaments that I've been to in the past. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought I thought they did do a uh, they did do a great job. And um, any were you surprised with Fitzpatrick uh, winning that? Um, 
I mean, at the end there, or no, I mean, he was, gonna, I was expecting, so. I was, no, I was, I was expecting it to be somebody like, you know, a Fitzpatrick, a Zalatoris. I think I really, if I wanted one person to win, it would have been Keegan Bradley because he's here from Mass. But, you know, the second best story, I think, was, was Fitzpatrick uh, winning the 2013 U.S. Amateur and then now winning the 2022 U.S. Open Championship, both at the country club. So he has the country club sweep. I heard a story today. I'm not sure if you heard it or not, but he actually stayed at the same house with the same family that he stayed at when he won the amateur. Did you hear that? I didn't hear that, but that's really cool. Yeah, he not only did he do that, but he made he 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 made everybody in the house sleep in the same room, and he <laughs> requested to sleep in the same room that he slept in back then. So I thought that was kind of cool. Which was probably like a bunk bed or something like that. <laughs> I don't know, but he was only nineteen at the time, so. Yeah! Wow, that's uh, that's awesome. That's that's actually uh, quite exciting. Um, now you're going to be live from the vineyard next next week. Yeah, next uh, next Monday, uh, June twenty seventh, and then the following week, uh, July fifth, on Tuesday at five. Uh, I'll be live uh, from Martha's Vineyard, so an exciting uh, an exciting event for me. Obviously, going uh, taking the show uh, remote, an exciting opportunity for myself and and growing my uh, network as well as um, Merrimack Valley Radio and Methuen Community Studios um, having their first ever remote live radio show broadcast. This is going to be radio history with the Harrison Chase Show, huh? Exactly, radio history. I like it. All right. Well, enjoy. I enjoy the show, Harrison. Keep up the good work, and I'll talk to you from the vineyard. All right. Sounds good, Bill. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Bye. All right. So there's uh, Bill from the car there with some thoughts, uh, wrapping up the Celtics season, and then as well the um, U.S. Open uh, this past weekend at the Country Club here in Boston, Massachusetts, in Brookline. Uh. 25 minutes left here on the show, 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. Obviously, a big topic uh, at the U.S. Open, during the U.S. Open, or at least, least, you know, before the tournament started, uh, was the U.S. Open obviously hosting, and the USGA hosting, the players that had recently played in the Live Golf League, the Saudi Arabian Back Golf League, and now coming back to play with the players that they have been playing with um, for their whole careers with at the PGA. And and so now they're playing together um, at the U.S. Open, and which was different, which was different. Uh, lots of questions asked. Uh, Brooks Kepka, somebody who has been rumored to, to have signed or who, who will sign and go over to the Live Golf League as his brother Chase Kepka uh, has has already uh, committed to them and played in the first event in London, um, was was asked uh, numerous questions about it and and he he came up he he brought up a great point and that was that the media is ruining uh, one of his favorite tournaments, um, I think in in golf with questions about live. They're letting this black cloud you know hover over hover over the US Open and he really didn't like that. Uh, other comments from Bryson DeChambeau who is also 
speculated to to sign with Live Golf or has actually signed with Live Golf, and he basically came out and just simply said that it was ultimately a business decision for him and his family. So comments, you know, comments obviously coming up, um, you know, uh, with all of that. Uh, now, Bryson DeChambeau obviously was, not obviously, but was also scheduled to play in the Travelers Tournament this week in Connecticut. Uh, he has recently pulled out of that as he thought he would be too much of a distraction from the tournament with him recently signing with Live Golf. Now, with that, PGA Commissioner Jay Moynihan has called a player meeting for 7.30 a.m. Tuesday at the Travelers to provide, I quote, several important updates and answer player questions. Also, there will be a policy board meeting later as well. So lots of news possibly can be coming out of um, Connecticut uh, tomorrow. And um, so it'll be interesting to see It'll be interesting to see what comes out um, from those from those um, meetings. Um, a few more, a few more players, um, possibly who will be switching over to live golf, is somebody that was in the lead. Uh, I believe, yeah, he was in the lead, tied for the lead um, going into Saturday's round uh, before choking away. I think he ended up shooting, uh, man, four and. Th- I think seven. I think he he was around seven over, six over maybe, and that was Colin Morikawa. Now he came back and made somewhat of a made somewhat of a comeback uh, yesterday, and ending up at two under. So he you know six, whatever it was six five shot five under whatever it was. Uh, but Colin Morikawa reportedly and speculated um, to head over to Live Golf as along with Victor Hovland and Xander Schauffele. So again, lots of news. Um, Lots of news happening, and also the DP World Tour is allowing live golfers to play on their tour. Obviously, going against the PGA. So this this whole thing is um, this whole thing is developing. And I actually just got uh, got an update as I'm speaking that Xander has actually uh, denied um, denied that uh, claim or offer from Live Golf. So he he'll be staying on. Uh, on the PGA. Uh, but l- like I was saying, things are going to get very interesting as the summer goes on. And, you know, for us Boston people, we'll have two major events uh, here in Massachusetts um, here this year. We'll have, you know, we had we just had the U.S. Open last weekend, and then we're going to be having the, um, the Live Golf Tournament uh, at the International Golf Course uh, in Bolton, Mass. So lots of you know, interesting stuff happening, fun stuff happening. Um, you know, with the, with the PGA and around this live golf thing and and everything, just you know, just just revolving around it. So, um, the next event uh, for live golf is is the one Portland uh, in Portland, uh, Oregon. Um, and so it'll be fun to uh, it'll definitely be be you know it, it's just it's it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see. It's it's definitely not a a done situation. I mean, the fact that uh, PGA Commissioner Jay Moynihan is having a meeting uh, with the players tomorrow in Connecticut at seven thirty a.m. I think 
probably tells you something about how things uh, are going as far as as far as he is um, concerned. So, like I said, it'll be interesting. Uh, Phil Mickelson, uh, obviously a, a big, uh, you know, big big star player uh, in the PGA. Obviously, deciding to go over to live golf. He made his first appearance. Uh, last Monday, I believe it was, in front of the media at the U.S. Open. Um, you know, lots of people saying he felt, he, you know, he looked and talked um, like they've never seen him before. Very embarrassed, very kind of rattled. Um, but, however, did sounded like a politician. So if he runs for president, at least he has the, uh, I guess the, you know, the, um, I don't know what you'd call it, but uh, the approach, I guess, is the word that I'm um <clears throat> talking about obviously Phil did not make uh the cut in the US Open um this past weekend. Uh, I have about 20 minutes left here on the show 9783016877 that's 9783016877 Going back to the Celtics uh Jason Tatum is uh out on out on vacation with his son Deuce posting uh, to social media today um, on a beach somewhere in the ocean, pro- I think uh, in another country somewhere. Don't know where, but, you know, somewhere. Um, so it'll be, uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting um, to see. You know, I thought we would, we would, the season would end and we'd hear from Jason Tatum basically, you know, I think maybe possible problems in the locker room or, um, you know, having to get you know this this crazy you know shoulder injury that he's been playing through. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward with um with Jason Tatum and and what kind of injury and what's really going on because he obviously wasn't himself here uh, in the NBA Finals. Ray from Methuen, what's going on? Hey, Harrison, how are we doing? How's the program going so far? I haven't been able to uh, listen. Going well. You know, big, big stories is obviously the disappointing ending to the Celtics season. Uh, the U.S. Open uh, this weekend here in Boston at, at uh, the Country Club in Brookline. Uh, a little bit of the of Bruins news with uh, Bruce Cassidy obviously going um, to the Kings. Um and so just uh, just pretty much about that, you know, Red Sox are obviously making a move. Red Sox have a possibility, have a very good possibility and probability of moving up into third place um, of the American League uh, East yeah, but because the Rays, the, Rays, the Rays are playing the Yankees tonight, tomorrow, and Wednesday. And uh, the Red Sox are only a game from my count behind the Rays. So if they lose at least two of those games and the Red Sox win – I think the Red Sox will take that third-place spot and push the Rays back. Well, one of, one of the problems with that is that uh, the Patsies are, uh, have all gone by the boards right now for the Red Sox. And now uh, next the rest of this month uh, and up until the All-Star uh, break, the Red Sox are going to have to uh, contend with Toronto, Tampa, and, yes, the Yankees. So, uh, you know, whatever headway they have made, beating up on on the uh, uh, lesser lesser teams, they are going to come back to reality, and uh, and we as fans, we're going to have the uh, the same situation. Uh, we're going to be wondering 
who are these people that are playing? Yeah, they, you know, yesterday they got a great uh, pitching for, performance, uh, uh, you know, with, with the starter go, being able to go seven innings, but their pitching is, is so, just So you're basically there. telling all Red Sox nation to not get excited because you think they're going to have a rude awakening to reality pretty Absolutely. soon. Absolutely. And if we look back on, on all the uh, past performances, uh, once they come out of the All-Star break, they choke. They can't win. They can't win anything. Well, you, trouble finding, uh, you know what's real interesting, Ray, and, and I'm going to get you. I'm going to get that. you all worked up with this. Actually, with the Rays, okay. with the Rays uh, playing the Yankees, okay, and with the Red Sox possibly going by the Rays, right, taking up the third place spot, the Red Sox will play the Blue Jays next week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday for a three-game series. And so, if they're hot. They might be able to get up all the way into second place, Ray. And then at the, at the beginning of July, they're going to have a three-game. Oh, look at this. It's, look at this. Seven games. Actually, not even seven games, Ray. More than seven games. Holy moly. Look at this. It's Starting not, July 4th, they have a three-game series with the Rays. Then they have a four-game series with the Yankees, a four-game series with the Rays, and then they have a three-game series with the Yankees, a three-game series with the Blue Jays. Things can exactly. get exciting, Ray. They might be able to take first place come July 16th or 17th. What do you think about that, Ray? It's not going to happen. You're living, you're living in a dream world. Uh, wow. You're, you're living in a world uh, that a lot of these Red Sox followers are, are living in. It's not going to happen. They're going to get their uh, their hats and their gloves handed to them prior to the uh, the All Star break. And then they you think they're going to? But what down. if they say? What if they're in That'll first place? Again. What if they? What if they're in first place going into the All Star break, which is July nineteenth? So that's going to be right after the Yankees series. Okay. And what What happens if they're in first place? And then they Harrison, come back after it. Not going to happen. And is not that because John Henry's in charge? Oh, John Henry. Does it, has anybody seen him? I saw a couple. I went to a market basket the other day, and uh, I saw his picture on some milk cottons. Who is this man? He's been missing the entire baseball season. Do you think we need to do a well-being check on him? I, I think maybe we will. Wow. Okay. If we have if we have some uh, uh, contacts, let's uh, let's do a well-being check on them. But the, the problem is, is he on the yacht? Is he in Europe? Is he in Pittsburgh? Or is he in the multi uh, condominiums that he has here in the uh, Boston area? It seems like he has a condominium, one for each. Uh, each finger on his hand, so I don't know. But anyway, he's he's been so missing in action, and you know, and you can't blame the announcers uh, if you listen to the Red Sox or, uh, broadcast, or if you you listen to uh, uh, some of these sports announcers on on the various uh, radio uh, or TV stations. 
you know, they're kissing up to him because uh, I think they want free tickets. I don't know. What well, they pay his bills. I mean, the yeah, Nesson guys, right. the Nesson guys have to. He owns them. No, absolutely. I understand. All I that. don't know I what understand. the I don't know what the EEI deal is with them, but it has to be pretty close too because EEI is the radio station for the Red Sox. You're right. You're right. And they did a nice uh, puff piece with uh, Joe Castiglione and his uh, son uh, yesterday. You know, nice puff piece. They let the son, who's the sports director at Channel 5, they let him uh, sit in the booth uh, with with Dad on Father's Day. It was a nice puff piece, right? For the whole game? You know, and then, uh, majority of the game, I believe. Nice. Uh, to be perfectly honest with you, I was more interested in the in the golf tournament. Now that there was a great that was a great tournament yesterday, and uh, Fitzpatrick he did a great job coming back, and I'm glad to see that he that he won that uh, that match. Uh, you know, he he's one of the up and coming uh, stars, and uh, it it was just enjoyable, especially where it came down to the last shot of the of the uh, match. Uh, if Zalatoris had hit that uh, shot, then hit, we would have gone to. Uh, I'm sorry. Hit the pot. Yeah, if he had gotten that pot, uh, then we would have gone to uh, uh, sudden death. You know what I mean? Or not sudden death, but extra playoff. Run. Yep, a playoff. Playoff. Yeah, right. So it was great for that. Uh, uh, I would have uh, liked to have seen uh, Phil make the cut. Uh, see how the fans uh, reacted to him. And let me tell you, these people who are all pontificating about uh, Phil and everybody else going over to, to the Live League, right? Uh, why aren't they yelling and screaming about all this money that is that the NBA is getting from sources who are doing worse things than the Saudis. All right? And I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay, right. So they they are so uh, two-faced. All right? And I'll just leave it at that. The NBA is a two-faced league, uh, on, and now it is becoming the same with uh, the PGA. They're two-faced. They're, they're not willing to admit and to divest themselves uh, from countries that are doing worse things to people than and are doing worse things to our country than the Saudis. So I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. All right. Well, thanks for calling uh, in today, I Ray. Get, I, I don't want to get political. Oh, you love, do, oh, you love doing that. <laughs> Listen, love giving you a call. All right. Thanks, Ray. Have a, have a great rest of the show. All right. Thanks, my man. Okay, bye-bye. All right, so there's uh, Ray from Methuen uh, with some uh, takes, obviously, on the U.S. Open and uh, the uh, Celtics and the Red Sox, obviously, telling you Red Sox fans not to get too excited because he just thinks the Red Sox are going to break your pretty little hearts. Have about seven minutes left here on the show, 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. Matt from Methuen, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? Not much. Uh, yeah, quick take. Um, what do you think the Bradley Beal news? Or not news, but rumors. Uh, he's going to leave um, 
Washington, and then we're the favorite for his next team. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I haven't even uh, heard about that. You're the person uh, telling you're, you're the person telling me about it. But honestly, I I actually think that's a good that'd be good for um for the Celtics to get. You know, something that uh, Bill Bill from the car and I talked about earlier on the show was that we need another shooter, and so yep. he could be he could be the next you know that other guy. Well, I think it's interesting because him and Tatum are so close, both being from St. Louis, and they yeah. clearly want to play together. That's why I. I mean, it's funny. It's funny. We could easily get Bradley Bale and Kevin Durant this this uh, this off season. Yeah, that's a whole you other know, thing with that. Just through relationships Kyrie. with Jason Tatum. You know, is Jason yeah. Tatum at the point in his career where Jason Tatum gets what Jason Tatum wants? Yeah, you know, it's an interesting point. I mean, I, I don't know with all the slander that's going on around him. Um, with the way he performed in the finals, um, which obviously was a tough showing for him, but I think it's a little unfair, all the criticism he's getting. Um, but he, he's at the point of his career where he's clearly going to be a superstar. He's trending towards being a superstar. Um, and he's so young to take a team of the finals at, in that young of an age where the, the future is extremely bright here, um, as we can kind of see with only Al Orford being our only old piece, if you will. Um, I think it's an attractive site. I mean, I, I don't know if it's if it's Tatum being the recruiter because I'm actually a little bit nervous for what he uh, for what his um, I don't know I guess mindset or headspace is at um, um, following the finals. Uh, he's been kind of quiet since, and I guess everyone has because they're very disappointed in the outcome. But with the amount of slander he's getting, I hope it doesn't get to his head. I hope it just motivates him. Yeah, it seems like he's taking a. Um, it seems like he's taking some time off now. I, I saw a post from him on social media today that he's somewhere on a beach. I, I'd say a tropical island uh, in another country uh, with his with his son Deuce, famous Deuce. Famous Deuce, famous Deuce is right. Uh, that's good for him. Um, Absolutely. Like I said, the, the, the kid's so young, where he's got such a bright future. He's got a lot of good pieces around him. Him and Jalen Brown are going to be really good for a long time. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just hope that he's in a right headspace. And but, but but back to your original question, I do think people would want would would want to come and play with him because um, I think they almost view us now as one more piece away from a championship. I mean, you take the dynasty Warriors to a six to six games, and arguably you could have won the whole thing and you gave it away. Um, so I mean, I, I think people want to come play with us. But then again, I go back to that point where. The, in previous teams, they've had three stars where wherever it be Kyrie Irving, Brown, and Tatum, or it be Kemba Walker, Brown, and Tatum, it just hasn't seemed to work with three stars. Um, so, so I don't know. I, I mean, I think they can make it work with Beal, but then you just really never know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it's interesting each situation because obviously, you know, we've seen something where, you know, f- take the Brooklyn Nets, for example. You have Kyrie Irving, you know, Kevin and Kevin Durant, um, and and all these other different teams, they try to really bulk up with all this star power, and you know, is even 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 the Celtics before they turned it around, right? Before they turned it around, you know, you know, do do you have too much? Is there such thing as having too much star power on one team and not really being able to to divvy up the positions and the power and the leader, etc. You know who that captain is. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a really good point. Um, I think it's a fair question to ask. Like, there's only so many touches to go around, and the ball is not going to hit, or you can't shoot. The three guys, three stars, can't shoot the ball every single possession most times. Um, so it, it's it's about an ego thing, and 
um, you just never know. Like we like we saw with the other two situations. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm de- I'm definitely not gonna history, uh, baby. <laughs> history. I don't know what that definitely was. Not, yeah, who knows? Um, but uh, I'm definitely not gonna be mad if they get Bradley Beal. But um, at the same time, you just never know. Um, hopefully, they can make it work. Um, I mean, I, I think like Bill said in the car, they're one shooter, one piece away from being probably the favorite to win it all um, this upcoming year. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I'd say I'd say the um, you know I'd say Golden State obviously is. And then uh, close, closely behind him, or closely behind them, rather, uh, would obviously have to be the Celtics, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. Um, just, just what we did last year, and I think, I think we're going to see a trend these upcoming years where it's going to be us and the Bucks that are vying for the top spot in the East every year. Um, just being with the Bucks having Giannis back, or uh, Chris Middleton back with Giannis, um, right? You got to, you got to think they're going to be really good again, right? Um, so I think it's going to come down to us and the Bucks. So we'll see. Yeah, we will have to see. Uh, should be should be exciting. Well, uh, thanks for. Well, actually, real quick, what what are your thoughts about um, the U.S. Open this weekend? I know I know you went last week to a practice round. Uh, what, what were yep. your thoughts? Yeah, the, the, it's a beautiful, beautiful course. Um, I, I don't know why it's not held there more often uh, in the rotation with the other courses that are, are uh, in the rotation for the U.S. Open. I think it should be there much more often. Uh, obviously, you saw it with your own eyes. Um, the place is just immaculate. The greens were. Uh, as difficult as ever, and the players alluded to it too. Um, but Matt, Matt Fitzpatrick just seems like he could win, or he wins there. Um, obviously, every time he plays with the amateur, then the yeah. uh, the U.S. Open. Um, but he had some some tremendous ball striking uh, at the end with that shot on 15 around the trees when he was in the rough, and then that bunker shot on 18. Um, so it was really impressive by him. But it's it's just so cool having uh, major golf and mass um, going to those events, uh, such high level. Uh, golf for uh players like us to see so uh it was definitely cool to see for sure yeah yeah absolutely uh, absolutely well anyways uh thanks for calling in matt always appreciate it yeah thanks for taking my call uh great show as always thanks my man all right so there's uh matt from methuen uh, for you with some takes uh on the u.s open uh in the boston celtics with what possibly could be a very interesting off season that's going to do it for me today here on the Sports Talk uh, with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio. As always, I would like to thank all my listeners and callers and everyone else for all your support day in and day out. For day-to-day hourly updates, follow me on Twitter at HarrisonChase5. That's HarrisonChase5 on Twitter. And again, exciting news coming up the next two weeks here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase. I'll be coming to you live from Martha's Vineyard. Next Monday, June 27th at 5 o'clock, and then the following Tuesday, July 5th at 5 o'clock. For these two weeks only, you will call. You will have to call in by dialing 978-701-5063. That's 978-701-5063. Mark your, ca- mark, mark your calendars, everybody, because next week, for the next two weeks, I'll be coming to you live from the vineyard. Have a great week, everyone. listening to the sports talk with harrison chase mondays at five only on methuen community studios